As I walk to the water for a last goodbye He begs so much, it clouded my mind One thing's clear, the man's gotta die It makes right, so he said When he held all the keys over our head I lived in that grip, but now he'll learn At the end with the tables turned Lord, forgive me Take me on down the river where the kids can't find a red hand to center. On where the grave can't cry out. Cause I don't roll down the river with a hand on a colt and a finger on the trigger. And oh, the boats on they try to find me. Take me on down. Take me on down. I sank that body by the river bank. Caught a boat sap, took off like a hurricane. With spotlights, dogs, hit the whole nine yards. of breathing down my neck and breathing hard. We're going to talk about some stuff. We're going to talk about some stuff. Today. Two weeks Let me get this set up here a little bit. Across the highways, mountains, over seven states. Found a man at the harbor, said that he could take me across the ocean somewhere far away. Lord, forgive me. Take me on down the river where the kids can't find the red in the center. Oh, where the grave can cry out. Down the river with a hand on a coat and a finger on the trigger. And oh, before Tony try to find me, take me on down. Take me on down. I never saw him coming on the board and planks now. Staring down a barrel at point blank range. I made for the water jumping off the ledge, but not before I get to the chest. Now there's blood and water filling up my lungs. Blood and water filling up my lungs. My heart is beating like a fading drum. Lord, forgive me, here I come. It take me.
right. All right. Well, I guess we're live. I can't get the uh, I can't get us to go live on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook and you got something there, go ahead and share that out for me if you would. I don't know what's going on with that. Every time I get that set and I click go, it just decides it doesn't want to go. So I don't know. It is what it is. So I got a couple things I want to talk about real, uh, probably not real quick. I have to do, um, I'm going to be recording the Prepper Show later tonight. So, and then we've got the um, debate show. So I thought I'd go a little bit live a little bit earlier today. Um, and then going forward, it'll be like 530, uh, at least Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday right now. Uh, and then um, if there's something were to pop up, I'll snag that also. Um, if any of you are the uh, co-host and you want, you are available and you want to jump in the back door, just let me know. I will send you access to the uh, to pop in here. Um, you know who you are. Um, but if you're busy, that's cool too. I can do. I can run this. Uh, at least this one. So a couple things have been going on, and a lot of the stuff that's coming across right now is it's getting kind of crazier and crazier in regards to things that are happening. Um, and even the freight markets and the protests and stuff like that. So what I kind of want to talk about now was, um, the, it's, it's gonna, it, it's looking like a possible apocalyptic decision-making in leadership, basically, um, in regards to freight and the movement of freight and things like that. So we obviously, everybody knows about the port AB five. I talked about that about a month ago and that was, um, something that we were concerned about and losing drivers and stuff like that. And now we also have a rail strike. They've actually voted um, to go on strike midnight, uh, I believe the 18th. Uh, let me do this here. Is my overhead, my dash cam, my overhead cam, my display cam. All right, so I have my display cam. So basically, on the 18th, uh, railroad workers across the United States voted 99 to 0.5%. Uh, I wonder how that, that guy's going to end up. The other 0.5%. I wonder what happened to him after that vote. Um, to authorize strike action in the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainmen uh, announced Tuesday. The near anonymous vote was a powerful show of the opposition and expressed determination of the railroads to fight a strike that could legally take, uh, legally take place on July 18th. Uh, expiration of the 30-day government mandate for a cooling-off period. So, as the, basically, just so everybody kind of knows, railroads obviously uh, also heavily regulated, like trucking, in regards to um, what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Um, one of the things that they have going on is the attendance policy, which caused a ton of them to basically bail and quit. They're like, "We're out of here. Um, we don't want to be a part of this." Because what they basically did is they would give you a point system. Uh, you miss so many days, you have to take this day off, you take the this day off, and um, eventually either you're terminated or you're written up, and then, you know, or I'm sorry, either you're written up, and then eventually you could be terminated. Well, a lot of the older guys that basically had their time in and stuff basically said, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm going to go ahead and bail. Um, I'm good. And I've been talking back and forth with um, a friend of mine who's with on the rail and he said that one guy was going to touch base and I was going to, you know, uh, talk to him. He hasn't reached out yet. Well, he reached out by email, but he has not, I'm waiting for him to get back to me, um, and possibly bring him on the show. But what I did want to do is let me back this out. Cause that's just craziness up close. Let me read one of the things that I got from the rail guy that i've been talking with and this is also a story that uh the girl um uh rachel from the freight waves was going to cover also um for on the freight wave side all right so 
back and forth talking to him. This is basically what he said. Um, Charlie R and R, make sure the things that I haven't been building the R. Okay, uh, total combined losses have risen to one thousand nine hundred and thirty nine employees have uh, lost are lost since we started tracking. Um, and a total of 1,735 since January of 2022. So this is how many people are basically leaving the rail. They're, leave, they're just saying, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Or they're being terminated. Or they're just, you know, sayonara. Um, so we have already had 43 resignations this month. Uh, and that reflects up until the 8th. So that was up until the 8th of this month. So obviously this is about a week old when you sent this to me. Uh, it's fair statement to say that over 2,000 resignations by the end of the month. Uh, Amarillo is leading the way in resignations by a mile with a total of 99. Second place is the Kansas City uh, KCK area um, with 73 resignations. And third place is Minot, well, that would be North Dakota with 69 resignations. Honorable mentions, of course. Uh, would be Hunt Place in Lincoln, 67 resignations. Spokane, 57 resignations. Uh, Temple, 56 resignations. Galesburg, 49 resignations. Vancouver, 44. So they are having a lot of people leaving the rail system. And, they, and it's not, people are not coming in. Well, as of the 18th, unless, government, unless the president signs some bill and the government comes in and says, no, you guys cannot leave, they're going to go on strike. And right now, rail is leading the way in getting goods across um, the amount of freight that they can move. Now, understand, and I'm going to read another article here that was written, and I'm trying to get him on. Um, something to chew on. And think of how this works without me. Okay, I'm sorry. Let, let me uh, Explaining in details. The railroad also moves feed for animals, fertilizer for crops, coal for electricity. I could literally go on all day about the critical items that the railroad moves. Uh, you can go on YouTube and watch the Surface Transportation Board hearings about railroads and quickly understand how scary this is. Shippers are begging for government to, make, uh, to help to make the rails do what they are supposed to do. The railroads are making year-over-year record-setting billions of dollars in profits. And with all that, they are driving everyone to quit on what seems to be on purpose. Uh, they are actually trying to eliminate conductors' positions on the train. Uh, and, and Will talked about this. So normally you go out with two people because, you know, you don't, one, you don't want nobody falling asleep. Uh, but you, I think you go out with an engineer and a conductor. Um, and that kind of makes sure that everybody's still awake and doing things. And you have, you know, one guy kind of oversees the other guy and they make sure everything gets done safely and, and stuff like that. Well, what they're trying to do is get rid of that conductor position and make it a one operator train, basically. So you would just, what I believe would be just the engineer would be the one that would still be there. Um, I am an engineer and I run and drive the train. The conductor is imperative to what I do for the safety of the train movement and for the general public. The conductor is essential to when these trains have to stop to cut the crossings so you and the public and emergency vehicles can get through the street crossings. Uh, the railroad also are making trains longer and longer for more profits and making it harder to hold off crossings with trains that are 
10,000 feet plus two miles long. Um, so I basically think what's happening is as you make these trains longer, it's harder to um, stop cars from going across the thing, right? If they don't have stuff that comes down and you have to hold that those people off because your train's so long. Um, conductors are needed for safe movement of the public safety convenience. Uh, this is the beginning of the fight we are all in. This is why the potential rail labor strike is looming. Uh, when the when we stop, everything stops. Look at some articles I have posted in the last few days. Trains are stopped, tied down all over the place with no crews. People think rail employees are making a ton of money, and they do make more money, but only because they're focused to work all the time. Uh, most of only one day off a month, and that alone is not safe. We are over three years without a raise. The proposal for the railroads have on the table is conductors and engineers will actually lose money and the raise being eaten up with employee contributions to wealth, to health and welfare combined with the BS attendance policy is driving people to quit in record numbers. I have had five leave this week. Um, this matters to you. Do you see what happens now? The railroads can't hire people with a new, with this new approach. People don't want to hire on or they will quit when they start. The railroad used to be the sought-after job. You had to know someone to get the job here. Uh, now people won't even hire with a $15,000 sign-on bonus. And 10 to 20-year craft employ uh, employees are quitting literally daily. Almost 300 trains are stopped, now waiting to get into California. We are in a serious trouble and the, wor uh, the, world, the world needs to get out. Me, even talking about this, puts my career in danger. But I am a union uh, officer, and I am sick of what's happening, um, and the public needs to know how bad things are and how much it can get worse. Uh, I reached out to congressmen and the government offices and told them, uh, share this post. Uh, you all have uh, no idea what is happening and what's coming and the changes that are being made. So. Basically, this is um, <sighs> there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scene of logistics, right? There's a lot of things that happen um, when you want when before they get this stuff there, and trains are a monster part of that. So now we have an AB five long California where you have let's just say forty percent. Let's say on the low end now, forty percent is now basically coming. Uh, it comes into California. Well, the push for that is to get a lot of that on the train, right? You want a lot of that on the train. The more you can get on the train, the more money you can save. Customers want to save money. What doesn't make the train or what needs to get there as soon as possible would go on a truck. So you're now attacking the AB5 drivers with, the, with independent contractors that, to go into the port. Um, and now you have a train strike on, as of the 18th. Um, that midnight, I believe, on the 18th, or it might be midnight on the 17th. Either way, in the 18th area. And you have truck drivers that have going, gone out of business because they couldn't afford the rates that are up there. You have the diesel prices that are up there. Um, and again, understand that freight trains and barges bring diesel, right? They bring coal. They bring things. Like barges bring, you know... Uh, diesel up the rivers freight trains bring coal and coal is used to power things that 
this, I've said this before, and I'm not saying for them not to strike at all. I'm saying for leadership needs to step in before this strike would happen and say, okay, we need to get this handled, right? I mean, this is a problem. And of course, I'm not on the inside of management. I would love to talk to somebody on the inside of management because I do realize that, hey, you're short people, you're short personnel, you're trying to make things work, you're trying to, you know, I, I got to get this move to keep trucks going. I got to get this move to keep, you know, houses heated. I got to get this moved. And you're trying to piece this all together in a situation where you can't hire people. But I, if you're somebody, an executive trained person, you know, uh, up there, I, I, I would love to speak with you on an honest conversation because I just kind of kind of want to know the mindset because it, it, you might shut down for a day it, and that'll take a week to get back up and running or more two days, two weeks, three days, three weeks. It is not a, it's a, it's easy to stop. It's really, really hard to get up and running again. And we are now at that point. Um, I mean, hang on, let me shoot something real quick. Uh, let me see if he'll, if that, if he understands if he doesn't. So, it is just a, a lot of the sawed-off trains. Like I said, I mean, I remember how, you know, people wanted to drive trains. You know, kids want to be a train driver. They want to be a conductor, uh, right? You know, Thomas the Train, uh, stuff like that. And it's now reaching a point that the infrastructure, critical infrastructure, runs on rail. We don't have the trucks to make up for the rail. We don't. And now you have poor problems coming in. You now have a, but this is, gets worse. We also have a possibility of a shoreman strike on top of protests at the ports, on top of rail, <laughs> it's getting better, on top of a possible rail strike. You want to talk about problems getting goods? And, and I'm not talking problems, like if they strike on the 18th, okay, you're, you're good with the rail for a week. After that, you're going to start to notice. We're all going to start to notice because, like I said, rail something that normally takes longer to get there, but it's cheaper. But it's a train. You know, you stop it for a day or two or three or four, you don't get it all started again for weeks. All right. So just kind of everybody understands this. Something, a, a container comes off the, a ship and, a, and a, a, onto a crane and it's put onto a truck. The truck on that chassis will either take it to the rail yard where it's left at the rail yard and then put onto a rail and then they wait for the rail to get all loaded up with everything that's loaded on it and then that train leaves. And that train might drop, it might be, have to be broken down and if I'm explaining this wrong, I blame you. Uh, oh, that was Chris that wrote that, yeah. So, if you, if you want to jump on and explain kind of the breakdown procedures and stuff, let me know. We don't have to talk about anything else other than how, tra how trains basically work, because uh, I don't want to get you in trouble. But on, if I'm explaining this right, basically that train rolls from the port. Let's say it's loaded. It might have to be broken down a couple times uh, and dropped into rail spurs, put back together again. Um, and then it's how it's in, you know, and then when it's put back together again, uh, if I get back home here. Okay, once it gets put back together again, it will continue on to the next um, location where it's going to be impossibly broken down again, and so on and so on and so on. So you have crews that do that, and then it goes to the rail spur, and then it has those containers that are offloaded at the rail spur. When, if there's a strike, 
that stuff's that's not happening. That's not happening. Customers are being would be told, hey, you can't ship by rail. Um, whatever goods are on the rail are gonna sit. So and then you got port problems, and then you have a shoreman problem. Uh, not a problem, but a possible strike with the shoreman because they're up for contract. There just seems to be a lot of decision. And, and for me, it's, again, it's either they're doing this to not ship stuff out of the country so because we're trying to hoard it and make sure that we're not shipping and we're going to conflict, possibly. Or I don't know. I mean, I, I understand that everybody wants to make money, but at some point, you, you, you don't put yourself in a position that customers say, I'm not going to work with the rail anymore because, because they're trying to make money. You know what I mean? At some point, a customer is going to be like, no, I'll, I'd rather pay the truck than not have my stuff delivered. And I'm just trying to figure out what, their, what that actual middle point is. I mean, because we've got, like I said, you've got... Another news headline, uh, whole prices shoot up to nearly a record 11.3% in June on energy costs. You want to see energy costs shoot up, stop the rail. Let me know how that works out. Stop the rail when, and you'll, you're going to see some energy costs because you're going to see some coal. Um, what was the other one here? Uh, this, one of the other things about talk about, which I keep hearing everybody say, is the strategic... Um, oil reserves. Now, strategic oil reserves are something that we're supposed to use during emergency, um, and we're going into that. Let me see here. Uh, let me move this over here, and then me move this here, and I'll zoom this in here. Um, this is the actual the strategic oil reserves graph. So everybody's like, "Oh yeah, Trump had it full." No, he actually didn't. Um, he wasn't. He was definitely up there. It was definitely. But he actually, it was dipped into also, uh, let's see, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. You can actually see it went down. What Trump did very well was he leveraged threats. He said he was very good at saying, look, you won't sell us oil, we'll pump our own oil. And you're like, well, we don't want you pumping your oil. Fine, we'll sell you oil. Um, now, we are dipping into this, and we're down to about just under 600,000, you know, barrels void this is supposed to be our emergency oil we were going to conflict something were to happen we would jump into this and say okay we can you know fuel our 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 ships our planes our and all that you know military equipment um that's being dipped into i i think we have an eu um is it eu i know spain truckers we've got the netherlands that are fl flipping out and, and rightfully so in regards to um food and farming so there is a ton of issues going on now. Um, I know the, they were striking in Korea and I think Spain. Someplace else are about to go on strike also. Um, and somebody sent me this too, that the Italian uh, PM will resign later Thursday. So I, th that's another thing that just kind of came out. I want to see what... All right. Let me jump into one more thing because I explained it a little bit um today in regards to kind of what monkey put out and i want to make sure i explain this so we kind of understand a little bit better so i i know i understand like this thing like i said understanding this you kind of have a little bit need a little bit more background so I, i'm not blaming anybody i just want to make do a correction here make sure you understand so up here like i said we've got this uh and then you have unspecified let me turn off let me turn off this and then you have, all right, come on. 
And this is all unspecified ships, meaning could be small fishing vessels that doesn't have tracking. It could be all that, right? So, because when I turn on fishing vessels, you can kind of see that this cluster is more consistent with fishing vessels uh, than it is with container ships in this area right here in this cluster. So I'm going to say that this is definitely... Um, Hang on one second. Any chance? You know what? Let me um. Let then don't come on now. Let me look into how I can do that because I think I can. I gotta ask um. I gotta ask Will how to do that. Uh, but anyways, so this is kind of that. So what's actually going on? Because somebody said, "Hey, no ships were being you know, no containers were coming from China." Um, they are actually coming from China. I mean, you can kind of see this ship here, and then they'll make some stop offs here. But what's actually happening is they're loading larger vessels. Rather than send out um, 10 smaller ships for these containers, partially full, right? They're saying, you know what? We're going to wait. We're going to wait, and we're going to load a monster container ship, the bigger ones. that can hold like 20,000. And those larger container ships are heading this way, up through here. And over to the Atlantic, and they're heading, and they're coming into Savannah. So you're, we're still getting things from China, but we're not. It, we're at a point now that we're not buying so much that they need to send ten small ships. We're taking, you know, or they're not giving us that we need ten small ships. What they're doing is they're loading one large ship, fully loaded, and then they're showing up here. Um, let me turn this on. See if I can. See how messy this gets. That's oh, not bad. Um, and like right here, this is I, this is a Costco ship right here. So this would be out of Hong Kong. So that would be a Hong Kong ship. Let me see if there's any other Costco ships, or it might not show me. And some of these other ones might be. There's a Costco right there. There's a Costco Hope. That's out of Hong Kong. See, some of these other ones are too far. I, I pay for. It's like. For me to get be able to see all these ships, it's like two hundred bucks a month or something, or three hundred bucks a month. Um, I'm like, I don't, not yet, bro. I, I'm not that big yet. I need more subscribers so I can log in and see all these ships. Um, but a lot, like I said, so a lot of these ships they're out there, but they're bigger ships, and they're not just coming across. So what they're actually doing is they're loading the larger ships. I know it's and heading this way, making stops off as they come this way. And then crossing and coming in here, um, just because it's it's not it's profitable to send um, a bunch of little ships that are because we can't fully load them because we're just not they're not either capable of filling them or we're not buying that much. And and as this you know the numbers that just came out of nine point one, you're going to be looking at a definite higher. Um, word for recession and once you hear that word recession you're going to see a monstrous pullback in goods but i just see a lot of issues that we're having in regards to all this stuff that's happening at the ports like i said the rail's a big deal um he's got some charts here but i um, problem is is i don't want to show his phone number and the stuff that he sent me is all on here so let me see if i can pull this up I reached out to a guy that does subs, submarine stuff, but he can't do interviews until like next year. So he's got some stuff going on that I wanted to have him on because he talked about that 
uh, submarine and that Russian submarine. I wonder if I can pull him up. I'll play just the end of his video. Um, he talked about the end. Uh, let me see if I can find him here. There he is right there. So I go here. So this guy, check him out. Uh, this guy's really good. Um, he used to be a, a radar man um, at, in a submarine, and he's now he's retired. But he went into, let me make sure I get the right one. Pull this up. He talked about this same sub that I talked about. The um, submarine? The sub. And he basically went into, let me see if I can find it. And uh, this is a sub brief. So it's sub brief right here. I'm going to drop his link because uh, you do this real quick. Hang on. Let me go into, nope. Hang on. Let me get in here. Let me drop it here. Let me drop his link. That go? Yeah, that went. All right. So, and, and this is for this video, but it, it explains these missiles that they have, and it basically explains that. Let me do this. The nineteen. This is also operating a clear uh, radioactive, if you will, tidal wave going out in all directions from the explosion of this thing. This is a nasty, nasty weapon, and it started sea trials in 2019. This is also operational, and the Belgrade that just came into service can shoot it. They can hold up to six of these on board at any one time. Yeah. So this is a very, very scary weapon. So he basically explains this thing, and, and this is what I talked about with that the submarine that came out and the nuclear threat. So these can hold nuclear warheads, right? And you if you you gotta watch this video, at least this portion of it. So these are like little self-driving uh missiles, torpedoes underwater. Uh they can send them out and they can just kind of go back. Now they can't retrieve them, but they can come back to port. But they can go out and just drive themselves all the way until they get to the place that they're at. Now, he was explaining that we don't have a real good way of stopping this missile. Um, we have a couple options, and like I said, please watch this video. Uh, we have a because now it even it, it, for me it even kind of double uh, gets to the point in regards to why New York, a port city, would basically issue that warning. Okay. These can get basically because once they go out, they're very hard to stop. Um, you have to find it and notice it and, and, and for it to be there and either get in front of it um, because it does not evade. Like it will not evade an attack. It just keeps going. So this here, if you watch this video, at least this portion of it, um, he basically explains that it is something that we are not we're not ready for. Like we have stuff to shoot down hypersonic, they say. We have very little technology to stop something like this. This is and this new submarine that's going to be out and running the Pacific, um, and you know, and the waters has six of these that it can launch, and it's nuclear powered. It can go forever. This is a nuclear powered torpedo that can just go forever. And I just found that as extremely <laughs> interesting when he was basically explaining this. Um, like I said, that when I found it and dug into it, like, what were they worried about? And this is the other six of these on this new submarine. So I thought this was something that I'm like, wow, okay. Um, I could see them worrying about this and worrying about New York as a port city, uh, with something like this, because like I said, it's nuclear powered. It is, you know, it's like l launching a satellite into space. It can just stay out there. Unless it breaks, 
it can just stay out there with a nuclear warhead on it um, and then be directed to hit something. It can. He, I think he said it can travel up to underwater, maybe up to 50 knots, um, which is pretty fast because, like I said, a Coast Guard 47 um, boat travels like 27. So 50 underwater is a, a, a pretty good pace, probably slower if it's trying to be sneaky. Um, but So I thought that this was also... So check, definitely check out this video that I dropped. Um, and this kind of explains a lot more in regards to this and, and what just got launched or what just, you know, Russia just took over that submarine. I, I just see a lot of stuff going on, like I said, in regards to the ports and things going on. I don't know why they seem to be stopping everything from leaving. Like they're literally holding freight in California and saying, don't ship that out. They're holding freight that goes to California and saying, hey, don't send anything to California right now. Um, and I, it's to me, it's like I just there's going to be a lot of customers. I, I don't do a lot with the rail um, when it comes to oversized freight. Twelve wide, more than twelve wide is usually a problem with the rail because you technically can take up two rails. So you got to make sure you're not, you know, crossing the streams with rails. But I just am seeing a lot in regards to either strikes or possibility of a monstrous problem. Um. Yeah, because where's the one that Shar sent me to? Shar sent me an article, which I could probably snag again if I didn't have it, which was on this also. Let me, I, no, let me just go to this. Hang on a second. Let me go here. Pop this in here. Yank this up here. And I should have popped in there. And let me go here. No, that's not it. Open up, would you? There it is. Nope. Close. But it's kind of the same thing that basically in regards to this, um, in regards to the rail. We are having a serious, I mean, th and this was, let me back this up, 11 hours ago. So I'm going to go with this, let me reload this, see if anything else has popped up. Uh, now 14 hours ago. So 14 hours ago, basically, this just came out and said, hey, we're going on strike on the 18th rail going on strike on the 18th so the only other option is and and companies have asked for the administration to step in and do something and right now as of now the administration has not said that they would um so this is definitely something that if if they don't step in and they do go on strike you guys better be aware there's a lot of goods coal and everything else that depending on how long they're striking for it you will feel an effect months later by the time they get everything up and running and get everything smoothed out and get you know things up and running again but the problem is is even if they get things up and running again and correct me if i'm wrong uh if he's still in here let me see if he's still in here correct me if i'm wrong even if they get them up and running again they don't have the personnel to get caught up would that be would that be safe to say? I'm, let me see. That even if things were to, to go to strike, let's say they were down for a week, let's say they struck for ten days, they do not have the personnel that has stayed. Unless people said, you know what, if you get rid of this, I'll come back. But if these people who left or who retired, who just turned in their resignations, if they don't come back, they don't have the personnel right now in the rail to get caught up. Just like trucking had a hard time getting caught up. 
I believe the rail will also have something that they won't be able to get caught up. So customers are either going to force stuff to the trucking companies, um, not, you know, wait for it to get cleared up or force it to a trucking company. And if you force all this freight to the trucks, that's going to drive up the rates to the trucks, which is fine for truck drivers, but eventually bad for us because the price of those goods go up again. So I, I don't know how this smooths out, to be completely honest with you. If this, it's already a problem as it is with people leaving in the rail right now, but I don't know how it, how, how it smooths out. And, and then I hear things like, Hey, we need to start rationing, not us, but I can hear, you know, other people that are saying, Hey, we might have to go into rationing. Uh, we might have to go into that. Is that it? Yeah, there he is right there. Yeah. There's another one. I want to play the, the freight waves. Check out, uh, right now go to, you know, let me pull your video. Here's another video right here, because he did another one. Hang on. Hold your thought right there. What's going on in shipping? Hold your thought. I'll, I'll send you the link if you want in, to be honest, if you're, if you're not busy. Uh, what's going on in shipping? Uh, right here. Where's the money go? I go mean, to uh, we're, we're uh, what's going on in shipping. And they go, oh, this will be over by August. This and guy was on Nova. He's famous. To normal. Uh, no well, my wife, my wife, uh, uh she was really impressed I was able to get somebody that was on Nova. Uh, I'm going to drop his link. If you have not subscribed to him, subscribe to him also. Um, he's been on my show a couple times, and he's been, like I said, he's been on Nova, which is, and, you know, that was extremely impressive with my wife. Um, I, I, I did a whole video, not a whole video, but a started a video on that. But he, he's saying the same thing. I don't, uh, do you want, I'll, let me go to the, hang on one second. You wrote, I'll jump you in. Hang on. Hold that thought. Let me do this. Oh, he wants... Is you messaging me? No. Hang on. Let me do this. Where's my show? Let me raise this up here. Let me do this here. Uh, up to you. No big deal. But I, uh, it is a mess right now. Hang on. I know he's down here. He's here somewhere. <laughs> Let's see. Where is he at? Oh, you know why? I think you changed your profile photo, didn't you? That's probably what happened, because uh, now I'm going to have to look for the name. What are you doing to me? You're killing me. Oh, there you are right there. Yep. Welcome to jump in if you want. Um, yeah, because I was just saying, there was a, somebody, a lot of people were saying that, hey, we're not, they weren't getting um any ships or anything like that so i kind of you explain what you basically you know that there's a lot more ships stuff going on bigger ships rather than sending everything across on smaller ships but i don't know man i like i said this is his video um check out his video too which i just dropped the link uh, if you want to hear, like I said, he talks about the same thing. I was, it's funny because I was just going to do, I was doing a recorded video um, and this popped up and I stopped it. I'm like, oh my God, he just talked about the same thing. I'm just going to go live. Um, and I, I just went live. So, but it is, I don't know how they're going to get caught up. If, if all this happens with the, with the rail, uh, with the trucks and AB5 and all this stuff, and rail stops for a while. I don't know how they're going to get caught up with the amount of short crew members that they have in rail. Um, from what my rail guys are telling me, that they're legitimately shorthanded. I just don't see it. 
Let me do this. If anybody wants to, um, let me drop this here. I'll drop the link if somebody wants to come in. No, that's his link. I dropped that again. All right. Make sure I dropped your link in there. Is this going to work? All right. Let me drop this in there. Now, uh, if you come in, you're going to be backstage. So you don't have to, you can leave your camera off, but you'll, they'll, they'll just hear you. Um, there won't be uh, a picture because the way I have it set up right now, I'm running a two stream there. I, like I said, this uh, it, this is getting to the point where it's like I don't know the decisions that are being made here. I don't know. Uh, it's confusing to me um, because it just seems we we play nothing but catch up, and we're trying to get caught up. And when it comes to logistics, it's extremely difficult to get caught up. Running out the door, or else I jump out. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Uh, next, I'll do next time. Like I said, I. I'm going to be doing lives um, 5.30 to 7, uh, pretty much Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you're welcome to shoot me a link saying, hey, you know, can I, can I come out with you? And we'll just talk, we'll just talk shop. Um, but I, like I said, I just wanted to jump on because I have a ton of rail people um, that were basically coming out and saying, hey, we got, you know, a ton of stuff going on. And what did she say real quick? Um, story just published. I gave you a shout out at the bottom. Uh, I didn't end up listening to the day, but very hell content. Okay, so she just published her story. Let's go find her story real quick. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, I'm live, so hang on one second. Let me tell her I'm live. All right. Oh, she did finish the story. All right. Perfect. Let me pull this down here. All right. This is the Freight Waves article. Um, I kind of, like I said, me and her talked, and I said, look, you, you got to write something on this. Um, you got to jump out on this one. So I sent her um, some information and stuff like that. So, and I said, hey, check this out, read this, and then, you know, let me know what you think. Let me pull uh, this up here. Shuffle this over there so I can see it. Uh, American freight railroads are incredibly in chaotic right now. Yeah. Yeah. A disastrous rail strike may occur. Um, Jason, I'm horrible. Sorry, Jason, I'm messing your name. Jason Doring has seen a lot during his 18 years of Union Pacific Railroad, but this what's happening with the current hiring class at UP is unprecedented. They're dropping like flies, Doring said. I mean, I've never seen it. The railroad engineer or conductor typically earns a six-figure salary, retires from, with a pension, and enjoys union benefits. They don't need a college degree. Uh, the months-long training is provided on the job. It's the kind of career uh, that ought to be popular. But Doring said trainees and long-timers alike are getting burnt out. Uh, it used to be on the job with eight or nine-hour shifts and plenty of time at home. Now, during Rails Railroad demands too much time away from home, one family's uh, from one's family, and work days that last up to 19 hours, combined with 12-hour shifts uh, with hours that are waiting around for transporters or relief crews. Union Pacific is struggling to find railroad crews after years of slashing headcounts. Uh, the 22 billion railroaders and the 30,100 employees during the first three months of 
2022, according to the latest earnings report. Five years prior, the company was nearly 12,000 more workers. Um, a representative from the Union Pacific to kind of provide a comment for this article um, as the company is reporting its second quarter earnings this month. The rep did share a company blog on the importance of supply chain fluid and cooperation. You don't say. Um, this employee issued isn't unique to Union Pacific. American railroads are in an unusual chaotic state as class one lines struggle to find employees. Class one lines is just so everybody knows, and um, they're the, the top lines, like the top name brands of rail is pretty much it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's pretty much um, I got my buddy. He's texting me. Um, fine. Okay. That leads to congestion that analysis say even the worse than 2021, which saw some of the biggest rail traffic in history. Now a strike of 115,000 rail workers. Let me make sure I say that a strike of 115,000 rail workers could happen as soon as next week. Uh, thousands more are going to leave if they don't get a good contract. I know that for a fact. He just sent me that. I wasn't in the article. Uh, we're spending more time at home away. Uh, we're spending more time. Oh, hang on. We're spending more time at home away terminals than we are at home. Doring said Doring is also the Nevada legislative director for smart transport division, uh, a labor union of train airline and other transportation workers. So the attitudes out here, I think are warranted. Morale is at an all time low. Um, lo long time rail analysis. Tony Hatchett said that there's something unusual going on with rail headcounts right now. Typically crews and car loads move in lockstep with rail loaders. Um, a bit, uh, able to hire or down in times of increasing or decreasing traffic. Now these companies haven't been able to keep to keep up. Car loads have steadily increased since mid 2020, but employment hasn't matched that. And we're this is basically uh, this is fun freight waves. So if you guys haven't checked out freight waves, please check out freight waves. Um, this is from. The person who's been on my, just so everybody knows, who's been on my channel a couple times, Rachel Premac. Um, and like I said, this was something I brought to her. And I said, look, this is something you guys, you should check in, into. And I kind of sent her some information and she, she, went, she went at it. So I appreciate that. And I think this is something that needed to gal. Um, so in the chart here, this is, let's see, this is going to be showing uh, rail employment steeply declined during the beginning of 2020. Even as rail volumes recovered, employees have been able to recoup crews. Uh, outside being stuck behind a mile long behemoth, one does not think often about the importance of the humble uh, train. It, is, it isn't a... Is, ambiguous as the truck as swift as the cargo plane or as cosmopolitan as the container ship man she's 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 killing me on this reading she's got some big words there on me when i'm trying to read out loud and i'm not the best person reading out loud you're killing me here uh it may seem even a bit inadequate indeed the cargo on the rail cars aren't unusually good exposed to the customer um Think gravel, grain, coal, chemicals. Well, that's kind of important stuff. That's, that's energy. Uh, but these are critical components for our larger economy. Gravel becomes the foundation of our homes and railroads. Grain, our food. 
um, and our food's food. Coal are electricity, and chemicals are the basis for mainly everyday products. Um, so while they may not have been keeping up to date with the rail congestion, industries, uh, bigwigs, and lawmakers alike are furious. The coal industry is slammed is slamming rail for the meltdown in service capacity. The grain shippers said that they had to spend a hundred million more in shipping costs. That will be passed down to us um, to get their products moved amid poor rail service. So when grain and corn and these products aren't shipped, and you know, and now you want ethanol, you want ethanol, higher ethanol, which means more corn, which means more rail cars, which means it's going to cost more to get there and it's going to take longer to get there. We feel the price. That hits us, right? All right. Uh, let's see. The Port of Los Angeles is taking to the press to demand rail move these gosh darn containers away, saying that the railroaders could cause a nationwide log jam with the unmoved containers sitting around. Members of the federal government Surface Transportation Board recently demanded answers from the rail executives in May two day hearing. So in May they had a two day hearing. I watched some of it. Um, I threw out a clip there in regards to the, the deaf system and things like uh, uh, deaf fuel and things like that. But tension seems to have only world. Uh, worse and since then even more exhaustion are the rail workers themselves rail unions have been negotiating with their employees since 2020 uh, with a dead end in negotiations reported two years later and for two years they've been working on this contract uh, now president joe biden is being charged with appointing a presidential emergency board to nail down a new contract if he doesn't if he doesn't do so by Monday, rail crews could legally have their first nationwide strike since 1992. Such a strike, according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, would be disastrous. Um, they'll cut labor. They cut labor below the bone, really. Surface, uh, they're from the Surface Transportation Board Chairman Martin Oberman told the House Transportation Committee in May. In order to make up for the shortage of labor, they are overworking and abusing the workforce they have. Meanwhile, the Association of Railroads said in May statement that the rail companies it represented were committed to hiring more and addressing rail service issues. Uh, the rail industry understands its critical role in serving the U.S. economy and is confident in its ability to work alongside customers to remedy service issues moving forward. AA our president and CEO, Ian Jeffries, said in a statement. I, I don't understand. If you're losing that much crew, right? You're losing this much crew, and you go, and the, now they go on strike. The crew you have goes on strike. People are quitting. They're leaving their jobs. They're going out and finding new jobs, or they're just, you know, they're done with it. They're retiring early. They're retiring, stuff like that. For you to be able to get up and running again, and it, it, you, the crew that you would have to bring to catch up, Supply chains are very difficult to catch up. That, that flow of consistency, you're fine. But playing catch up with supply chains that are already damaged is very, very difficult and takes a long time. And the only way you would probably do that is basically say, look, you're not going to get any of this because we've got to ship this. And, and we have to figure out what needs to be shipped, um, priority, and so on and so on. Um, so let me tell you the, the hottest rail trend in 2010. 
Well, you guys can read the rest of one of the, this this article right here. Check it out on Freight Waves. Um, like I said, just go to Freight Waves. I'm going to put the the article in here. You guys can read it because that way it'll. You guys can read it in English rather than Sageish, uh, which is my own language. I I pretty much read sometimes. Come to reading out loud. I usually that's usually my not my forte, but I would definitely check this out. And and thank you for doing this article. Um, this is. It, this needed to be basically thrown out there. Um, and because it's a big deal, it is something that it, it, it needs to be basically heard. It needs to be put out there. So, and, and like I said, uh, after the last video we did, I basically threw it at her and said, Hey, um, check into this. And next thing you know, she, she checked into this and, uh, oh, look at she special shout out to Sage news live. Look at that. Bam. How do you like me now? Uh, but, but thank you so much, uh, uh, Rachel, for doing this one, too, because, like I said, they, they, this one needed to get out there. And I'm hoping, like I said, send it, share it, send it out. Share this out. Put this on your Facebook. Put this out there. Um, I want, you know, let everybody pick this one up. If you're in the rail community, if you're not, you guys in the rail community, share this in your groups. Because this one needs to get popped out there and thrown out there so people know what's going on when their stuff ain't getting delivered. <laughs> when they're like, hey, where the heck's my stuff? What's going on? Why is my energy so expensive? What's going on with my heat? What's going on with this? And they're like, well, this is kind of what happened here. So you're kind of seeing the future here. Um, I'm going to actually shoot this over. Um, are you on, Chris? Are you on here, Chris? Oh, is somebody on here? Did he text me? I might not have saw it. Uh, my guy, Chris, wrote an article that he wants to talk. All right, yeah, give him... Um, did he call me? No, somebody else called me. Snorlord called me. Snorlord, I'm live. You're killing me. Um, yeah, if Chris wants to talk, Shoot him my text, and I'll bring him on. I'll give him a call through my system, and, and I can't change his voice right now, so he just, I mean, we can walk, we can tiptoe through the stuff that he wants to tiptoe through. Um, but have him shoot me a text right now. He wants to talk while you're live right now. Yeah, where's he at? Is he, is if he's in the chat, I'll just send the link. Let me send the link. He can click on the link, and then he can come in, and he doesn't have to show a camera or anything because he won't come on there. If he wants to call, I'm going to put it. Let me turn on my, uh, I've got a banner. Let me do, let me activate this. Uh, let me actually hang on one second. I'm going to grab my number if he wants to call. Well, I have to call him. So he'll have to text me and then I'll, I'll give him a call. Let me drop this in here and we'll bring him on. Let me go to my comments here. Let me go to this. Let me pop that in there. Let me pop that in there. All right. So there he's got two options. So option A, he clicks the link, pops in. I bring him in. Uh, option B, he just shoots me a quick text saying, call this number, and then I'll, I'll give him a call. Uh, yeah, he just has to text this one. If he can't text this one, just give me his number, and I'll call him. Actually, let me do this. Let me end now. He should be able to call right now. I turned off to do not disturb and we'll talk to him. But like I said, share this article out. The one that she just did. 
Uh, let me see here. I'm actually going to pop this one on my community page while we talk, while I'm waiting for him. Oh, hang on. Might have been backstage. All right, Chris, what's going on, buddy? I'm just going to click you in real quick. Hold on. Let me go like this and go like this. All right. Are you in here? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Let me do this real quick. What is going on, buddy? Oh, I got to get on your show here and have a little chat with y'all. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So you're the, are, you're, are you the one that wrote that article that I read? Um, I've read in several uh, Facebook posts, but I was actually the guy that appeared at that surface transportation board hearing. One of the panel that was uh, in that surface transportation board that you were just talking about with Marty Oberman. Okay, so you okay? I think I know that. I, I think I remember you from that. So you want to kind of break down what's going on through the the your vi version because, like I said, I'm I'm not a rail personnel. Don't do I play one on TV, but I know how the system works. But I kind of your Explain to them kind of what's going on without getting yourself in any trouble, obviously. Oh, I, I, I can tell you guys whatever you want to know. Um, there's only certain things as far as the negotiations go that I think that I can't talk about too much. But um, uh, I have worked for uh, the railroad for 25 years, and I've been a, what's called a local chairman or union official for 19 years now. Yeah. Um, I was uh, involved. So it's a multiple. there's multiple problems right now. Um, and I, what I say, the railroads, that keeps me out of trouble when I don't speak to a specific railroad. But I work for a company that has the orange engine, so that makes it a lot easier to... <laughs> that narrows it down. So, that narrows it down. So uh, anyways, but we have several issues. Uh, uh, we have people quitting in record-setting numbers. Um, that initially started because the, uh, the railroad I work for uh, started a new attendance policy. And the idea behind that was they were just trying to do more with less. That's the initial thing that they were trying to do, we, we believe. Um, and what we mean is that by they start this high-vis attendance policy, what that does is it had less of us doing more work. So right. that's less benefits packages they pay. That's less um, everything. So they're trying to make it where essentially it breaks down to where many employees only get one day off a month. Um, the, the railroads will say that they have – government uh, mandated rest but they manipulate that that's what they're trying to do with everything right now they're manipulating everything that, that you guys are seeing and hearing the general public sees and hears they are um for example so if we work six or seven days in a row depending on um we have to i mean to start every single day that means that we have to um, we have to be off for anywhere between 48 hours to 72 hours well what they're doing is they're leaving us in the hotels for 24 hours in one minute so that they can reset those starts. So we spend all our time with the away from home terminal. So I work particularly, the run I work is between Fort Worth and Oklahoma city. And, um, we get about 12 or 13 hours on the way up to there. We get, uh, 16 to 24 hours in the hotel, pretty consistent. And then 12 or 13 hours to come home. So when you break all that down, we're only making 20 something dollars an hour. So people think that we're making all this money. Well, now target makes $24 an hour and they're tired. Everyone's sick of working all the time. They're sick of everything not moving. The trains are not moving. They're holding out trains from going into California. We have, uh, as of yesterday, I didn't get the numbers for today. We have 263 trains stopped waiting to get in. No crews. There's a crew shortage everywhere. And I had five people quit last week within my union. Quit or get fired. There are some people that are getting fired on purpose because they don't want to work here anymore. So they're violating that attendance policy getting fired because then they get at least they get their railroad unemployment and they get their benefits for about five months so that's the the basic of it. it is a 
pending disaster what is happening right now. I've written articles. I was in the Star Telegram yesterday and the day before. I've been on the news. I've been in the STB hearings. I've been talking to congressmen, senators, you name it. We're trying to get the word out what's going on because we have a pending disaster what's getting ready to happen right now. So, and, and I'll start. I want to go over that the high um, your attendance policy, and, and I'll kind of break it down. You can just kind of so basically how the policy works is you might live, you start, somebody lives in Chicago. Okay. So for them to live in Chicago, they might have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. For that to make that doctor's appointment tomorrow, they have to take today off. They have to take tomorrow off, and they might have to take the next day off because they, even though they live in Chicago today, they can be put on a train and end up in Kansas City, Kansas City Missouri to, uh, today, and they won't make right. their doctor's appointment for tomorrow. Okay, right. so if you have that, you have to take off the day before and po or possibly the day after because you're not today. Is you're in Chicago tomorrow? You're in Missouri, and you don't have a doctor in Missouri. You have a doctor appointment in Chicago. Right. So what they basically did is they said, "Look, you guys, we're going to give you a point system." The more days you miss or the more days you take off, it's going to be a point system that once you go over points, you're done. And then you got to work like 14 or 15 days straight, right? To get a that's correct. And, that, and that's what we're talking about. They say that we have to work 14 days straight, but they're saying they can't make us work 14 days straight because the government, which they can't, but the, they, like I said, manipulate. They leave us out of town to reset our start to keep us from getting the 20 or the 48 or 72 hours off at home. And then there's other things they can do, like deadhead us. And I don't know if everybody knows what deadheading is. That means, like, you're not operating the train. They need you to go. They need to have you in a position to take a train, like, say, out of Oklahoma City. They'll send you up to there. They might make us ride on another train. So you still get 12 or 13 hours on the train, but you're not working it. So then that resets your starts as well. So you still get the feeling like you're riding the train all day long, but you're just not <laughs> operating it. So that's just, And there's a million other things they do to keep us from hitting from hitting starts. And so they're, like I said, manipulating. But what you said is exactly correct. Um, the current attendance policy, you get 30 points for your entire career. So the 30 points is, is what you get. And when you um, work 14 days in a row, then you get four more points. And you and so if you lay off or take the day off uh, Monday through Thursday, that's right. a two point deduction. Friday and Saturday is four, Sundays are three. Then they have what they call high impact days, and those high impact days are any holiday, even not holidays that are that we receive extra money for, even though conductors don't get extra money, but right. uh, extra miles for it. So those days are like Mother's Day, Halloween, all these days. So if you take off those, those are seven point deductions. So I have a case right now that I had for a female that I spoke about her at the STB hearing, and, and I do what's called an investigation. Investigations are like a court hearing. That that investigation. Um, she had to go to it. So you got to remind keep in mind, the carrier called her in for this investigation. They made her be there. So she was 10 points, 10 days into her point streak. They called her into investigation. And when she, and so because she took the day off to go to that investigation, that stopped her point streak and they made her start over again. And when she needed those desperately needed those four points. Right. So, and so and everybody knows an investigation in the rail system is like, if you were a union and somebody wanted to write you up for doing something bad, like you, you know, you, you crossed, you jaywalked, whatever, something. So it doesn't matter what it is. Um, if you get written up, it becomes, it's, it ends up being an investigation, correct? Yes. That's, I mean, there's a million reasons to get investigation. It could be a, a moving violation with the train. It could be speeding. It could be 
uh, a derailment and it's your fault. I mean, it could be a million reasons an investigation happened. And then right. or as, could, a, as a union officer, I'm like, I compare it to like, I'm the defense lawyer. So I go in there, we have exhibits and we have witnesses and we have everything. And, and it's a, it's a kangaroo court at first because that's, they're the judge, jury and executioner. But eventually that goes to an arbitrator and the arbitrator is a, the guy who makes the final say about a year and a half after the investigation. And and I'm not going to lie. There are some times that there should be some type of investigation and there should be some type of written up things. But a lot of these times it could be it's stupid things that now you're going to have to take days off. You're going to have to do this to go to go do this. And it's like, whoa, dude, you're, this is, you're affecting my 30 point policy here mm-hmm. for, for this type of thing. And it's like, you know, for these write ups. So that was the first thing. I mean, there, you were already having issues uh, correct me if I'm wrong, jump anytime, but you were already having issues hiring people, if I remember right. Like, you were not well, new we hires. We were coming out of COVID, and our guys, um, this is what one of the things, one of the many things that upsets me so bad about the rail industry right now. We, we didn't stop working. I mean, we didn't stop for COVID. When everybody else was sitting at home, we were still moving on trains, and we were starting to get, like, initially, the, our particular railroad, if I worked with somebody that had COVID, they'd pull me out of service and they would pay me like, I think they paid me four days to stay home. And, mm. and then they ended up stopped paying that. Now, if we worked with somebody, they pulled you out for 10 days and you didn't get anything. You didn't get any money at all. So then they start pulling everybody out here and there. But our guys really stepped up during COVID and they, they kept everything moving. And people have no idea. I, I mean, I just now wrote a Facebook post. I think it's been shared like 7,000 times collectively between a few things. As of this morning, I looked at it. People don't understand how important the railroad is to right. this country. Like everything is matter. I mean, ethanol for fuel, uh, feed for the cows and, you know, for, for livestock and everything else, uh, fertilizer for the crops. I mean, you, I could do this all day long. And this stuff that's stopping right now is this is very, very, very bad what's happening right now. And I mean, just me coming on here today is risky as far as they, they, they would they would love to get their hands on me. I, mm-hmm. and, and I and I keep on doing. I don't, I'm I'm done. I don't care anymore. I, everybody needs to know what's happening. And the and well, so, the, after the attendance policy, you also have longer and longer trains, right? And those longer and longer trains make it more difficult for that engineer to be able to, especially if you're by yourself, for that engineer to be able to stop cars at crossings, um, and or even just the get to the breakdown points. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is this is kind of become several issues so as you can figure out the longer the train the more profit so we used to i've like i said i've been here for 25 years i'd say that there was an average train length of 5700 feet a long time ago that was pretty normal so what the longer trains is doing is it's a multiple of problems first the infrastructure itself um is not everywhere it's not designed to have 10,000 foot trains so once again i'll refer to this i always go back to between fort worth texas and oklahoma city Oklahoma, there's one track that runs up alongside the 35 and those sightings in that track there there might be uh 15 or so sightings but they're only there's only one that's like 10,000 some feet and the right. rest of them are all old so if you to, to duck a train in there if the trains are too long you just can't meet except for one spot in the middle that stops everybody else waiting for that one meet to happen in the middle so there's one track and then sightings so what you're talking about is they, they are, I didn't believe this a long time ago, and now I totally believe it. They are absolutely trying to eliminate the conductor's position. Now, I tell this to everybody, that is the craziest thing ever. For one, I am an engineer. I've been an engineer for 19 years as well. 
Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine doing my job without the conductor. The conductor tells me about slow orders, tells me this. But when you talk about the general public and public inconvenience, and then it becomes a safety issue is that right. when you start running eight, 9,000 foot trains, what you talked about earlier is fitting. What, what we mean by fitting is like, we try to, despite what the public might think when they're sitting at the rail crossing, we try our best to not sit on crossings. Well, now you have all this traffic, the longer trains, so we have to sit places to make it so we fit. Well, it's hard to fit a two mile long train off of every crossing. So what we do is what we do now is we'll pull up and I'll drop that conductor off. And if we know we're going to be there for two hours or three hours, I'll drop that conductor off. He'll make a cut on the train and I'll pull the head end up. And so that crossing is open for emergency vehicles, for general public and all that. We try our best. Well, if they get rid of the conductor, who's going to cut the train up? Okay, so let me know. Let me explain so everybody understands. So basically what he's talking about is when you guys drive your cars and, and a, re- a train comes through and two streets, let's just say, I'm going to make it simple. Two streets are blocked by this train and he's going to sit there for two hours. Well, what he's saying he does is he'll split the train and allow free the flow of traffic to go through the middle of the train. And then when it's time to go, he'll back back up, smack that car and then drive forward. And what he's saying is the conductor jumps out, unhooks that trailer tells them to pull forward and allows traffic to flow across that, that crossing because he's going to have to sit there for two hours. And the last thing he wants to do is tie up that crossing for, let's say, a fire truck, a police car, an ambulance, or even the, just the general public. And that's what the conductor jumps out and does. So now they're saying, well, how am I going to jump out, move that, come back in, and jump back in the train and move that and make sure it goes smoothly without somebody back there spotting me? Is that it's correct? not even... It's not even that. It's impossible to, to cut the train. You have to have a person on the ground. So oh. I, it, I can't even I can't even do it all by myself. Oh, you can't. Okay. Anyway, it's not even possible. So <laughs> the, even the, what the railroads are saying by getting rid of the conductor is they're saying they don't care if the general public sits there. Now it's not even like we can hold off those crossings because they're made the train so long. So we don't right. have anywhere to fit, and now we can't even cut it, without a conductor. We can't even cut that. So when your loved one, you know, God forbid, where somebody were to have a heart attack. And yeah. there's one way in their neighborhood or one way out of their neighborhood for that ambulance and fire department. And we're blocking it. Well, guess what? And, and the railroads just don't care because it's profit. All they care about is profit. Everything right. is profit. That's what this, you guys will call, you, you, if you if you've ever heard of the um, uh, PSR, Precision Schedule Railroading, this is what, this, this is all, this is all stems from PSR. And Precision Schedule Railroading is not precision. It's that it is a way to cut or to increase profits, cut working, you know, cut the workforce down, do more with less. And it was all designed by a gentleman named, not even a gentleman, the guy's dead now, and I don't, I would lose an ounce of sleep over it. He worked for CSX, his name was Hunter Harrison. He is the face of what they call a precision schedule really. Their, their logic behind that was to more streamline trains by getting rid of some, um, uh, I know they're not ports. What the heck are they called? I'm drawing a blank. They they got rid of terminals, right? Yeah. And they streamlined certain rails to say, look, we're not going to stop at this terminal. We're going to bypass this. We're going to bypass that was basically his logic was to, to streamline sections of the railroad and let other sections deal with um, feeder, feeder trains, feeder cars. Right. Kind, kind of. That's it's put it this way. You and I could discuss PSR for probably the next five hours and you would still be, Confused questions about it, it, but it's just everybody should know it doesn't work. It's not working. It's causing the, everything that's happening right now stems from PSR. It's it's a 
disaster. Instead of the railroads going, you know what, we messed up, and and uh, and going back. So, like, so to un, you know, kind of like back up here. It was, mm-hmm. it was the high vis or the attendance policy change that upset everybody back in January. Yeah. I was actually in federal court. I was in the courtroom with Judge Pittman, and that was our first attempt to strike over that. We uh, we did not get the authorization to do that. So now you have people leaving in record-setting numbers. Now that you know, like you get Target, who's hiring for twenty-four dollars an hour. When you take a trip to Oklahoma City, like I talked about earlier, break it down. We're like, depending on the amount of hours, every trip is pretty long now because it's traffic that we talked about. You're like at twenty-something dollars an hour there. It's like people don't want to deal with this anymore, so they're just leaving. Right. That's why it's important. This. So we're at an impasse right now with. Um, there was actually a meeting yesterday, and I can't get into that whole thing, but there was a meeting in Washington, D.C. with our president, Ferguson, on there, and uh, Jeremy Ferguson, who's an amazing, amazing man. I'll tell you right now, I've never seen a guy fight so hard for his membership, and he's over every railroader in the whole, co- uh, the whole country, everyone. Mm-hmm. He's over UEP. So uh, so what we're at right now, um, I don't know if you guys know all this stuff we're talking about earlier. Uh, Biden has to appoint uh, – yeah, yep. it's – we, we believe that that's going to happen on Friday. We don't think he's going to not not do it. But if he doesn't do it by Sunday night at midnight, we'll have our option to, to strike. Uh, then, but that's probably not going to happen. PEB will be PEB will be put together, <coughs> and um, once the PEB is all done, they'll make a recommendation. We'll get a vote, and then we'll still have an opportunity to strike, and then Congress can step in. And there's a whole many facets that can happen after that. But that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, and let me ask but, this too, because let me ask this, and 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 just so everybody knows, um, the railroad because it's an infrastructure thing, you just can't strike. You have to, it has to be a possible arbitration situation, and then there has to be, you know, reasons for you to strike, and you take it to a court, and they decide if you're not. But the issue is, if you can't strike, and I don't want to strike, I would rather them fix the problem. I'm not gonna lie, but when people say when it goes to this vote or somebody steps in and you guys can't strike i'm i still see a lot of people saying you know what screw this i'm walking i'm tired of this well if the if the if the contracts were halfway decent you know i i, I said this in a letter i put the other day when i hired on there was um there was 12 jobs i was out of southern california originally there was 12 jobs and there was 5000 resumes turned into those things you basically had to know somebody to work at the railroad now right. they're offering fifteen thousand dollars signing bonuses, and nobody wants to work here. The people that hire on, they're getting here and hearing from everybody how bad it is, and they quit. There's classes they're supposed to have ten people in it, and they're having two and three people in it on, on my railroad. I couldn't speak for UP or the other railroads on that, but right, but that's where we're at right now. So unless they make this career more attractive, we are going to come keep on having what I had. I mean, I'm having people leave. In record-setting numbers, it depends. We can't get exact numbers because it's so hard to get information. Right, exactly. All the time. But we're, we 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 figured that roughly we're between twelve and fourteen hundred people have left the railroad um, since the implementation of high viz in February. So let me ask this. Also, like, okay, let's. Just, and I tried to explain this. Getting you guys stopping, you can easily stop. We're striking. We're out of here. Right. Getting up and running again. I. You guys don't have the personnel to get caught up. If, if if this were to happen, it would well, be a, very difficult to. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that have to happen with the strike. Um, uh, we don't think we don't know. I mean, this is all kind of really being honest with you. This is all kind of uncharted. So all I can do is speculate by what the people they're telling me that 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 are in know. So <laughs> getting like the strike, 
the way this has to happen, they'll we'll go get our own guys from the away from home terminals. They will not be there to run the trains out of there. We'll go we, we because the railroads aren't going to put them back to the where they their home. So we're gonna have to take care of getting our own people. We're gonna have to do this. And um, I can only speak for a little bit. I believe that I believe the strike vote has already pretty much been counted. I'm I don't have official. I can't say officially right now. I can tell you within my local because what happens is my locals vote to me and then I vote up the chain and so on and so forth. I had 100 percent, 100 percent yes vote. I just pulled an article that said it was in and it was 99.5. I believe that was the BLE for Dennis Pierce. Yeah, I think I heard about that. Yeah, I mean at that—that's about right. I don't know who the point five is. Me either. <laughs> Good luck to that guy. And I, I want to be very clear: none of us want to strike. Right. I mean, none of us want to strike. We, it's going to cripple. It's going to. It's going to be bad. We want our railroads to do good. We want, but they are not even remotely negotiating in good faith right now. They basically wanted to double our health care. They wanted to, I mean, pay through the nose in health care. Um, so the the strikes are the uh, the numbers that they offered, and, and that's all stuff that's. I don't think I can talk about percentages. Right. And no, don't but yourself, but the, the numbers that they offered. Uh, we, if we were to sign any of those agreements, they would have actually we would actually lose money. In addition, they wanted to open crew consist again, and crew consist is what keeps the conductor on the train, and that's right. what they really want the most. They, they actually want to. They won't say they're getting rid of the conductor. They, they don't say that. What they want to do is put them in in a in a truck essentially and have the conductor drive around. So instead of having a conductor on each train to keep me, for one, awake, two. Right. I mean, people have known we work so much as an engineer, I, me sitting up there by myself, trying to run a 10,000 foot train, trying to run remote control engines. That's what they do now. We used to have helpers on the rear that were manned. Now mm -hmm. I run them with remote control. So I'm running multiple sets of power through every kind of condition you can ima imagine. And they want to take the guy that's like my co-pilot that tells me, hey, Chris, you have a, a what they call a slow order or you have a they're fixing track up there that's called a form B. A form B, they're out there. They might have the track ripped out, and I'm the guy that's going to come up to that on it, on a, and and have to know that that's there to stop short of them, so they can right. clear me through that they're limited. I mean, there's, I could talk about this all day long too, and the general right. public has no idea of well, how I mean, much stuff we we go through, and we right. have to worry, worry about people, we have to worry right. about terrorists, we have to worry about, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy what they think we can do, and it's just all in the name of greed, all in the name of profits. Right, and there's a plane. I mean, obviously, when you fly a plane, you have two pilots, right? You have a pilot and a co-pilot. I mean, not a personal one, but you know what I mean, a big plane. Mm -hmm. Same type of situation. You have a pilot, an engineer, and a co-pilot, the conductor. And the conductor is, like, this was explained to me, because, again, I, I'm not, I've never worked on the rail. I just, I put ship things on the rail, uh, so I know about, you know, spurs and stuff like that, and, and that, the, the, the logistics of it. But you have that co-pilot, which is that conductor, and he's kind of overseeing, saying, hey, it's thirty mile an hour zone coming up. Slow down. Uh, you know what I mean? Or hey, you got a you got a turn coming up here, or we've got a an unmarked crossing, which you know with the, where the things don't come down. You got that coming up, so let's slow it down. You know, this is the stuff that he's kind of reading the map per se of what's mm -hmm. coming, and you're driving the train, right? That, okay, he's, he's my eyes. He's he's an additional set of eyes. He's, I mean, you you start as a conductor and then you go become an engineer. So you got you, your conductor. Like I'm a conductor, even though I work as an engineer all the time now. Right. I am still a conductor, but they, they, I can't imagine. I don't understand how these railroads 
how they could possibly imagine having one person up there. I, I don't understand it. It it blows my mind. They're going to put it in the name of PTC. And if, I don't know if you've heard what PTC is. It's positive <laughs> train control. Positive train control is a computer system that they, it's like safety overlay. Like last night, my my PTC was messed up. And so, and and that, what that, I, this it's is like automatic braking. Is it like automatic braking? It's kind of like if you're going to run outside of your limits or your authority limits, then it can stop you. Um, okay. And it like, it'll say like, you you know, the, we're talking about what the conductor does, but the problem is that, so historically what's happened in the past is like, let's say that there's a defective track and they used to put what they call yellow boards. The yellow yeah. boards were two miles ahead of that defective track. And it would say that had to be two, 10 miles an hour. So we would see the yellow board and I'd start slowing that train down to get to 10 miles an hour. Well, they don't, they don't use those no more because they said PTC covers that. So when right. PTC goes out, we don't have anything anymore. We're just using paperwork to go, okay, at mile post you know, 500, there's a 10 mile an hour slow order. And, and we just got to know where mile post 500 is. And it's, and, and it, so it's actually even, so when PTC were to go out or it goes down and it does, and, it, and the railroad will say, oh, no, no, it does. I, it happens all the time. Right. And so it, what they're doing is just creating more and more and more potential disaster. I mean, really. And this is not even counting the trains not moving and the stuff not getting to customers. Um, I have a really cool little video that they put out yesterday. It's like a brief touch of that STB hearing. I, I would I would wish everybody would go watch that STB hearing on YouTube, Surface Transportation Board hearing. You can watch it all and you can see the customers tell you what's happening, the shippers. You can see us sit down and talk about it. And I have like a seven minute video they put together yesterday that really explains some good stuff. Right. Um, y'all y'all have no idea how bad this is fixing to get. You keep talking there. I gotta take this call real quick. So you're in charge. <laughs> So anyways, that's the basics of what's going on. Now we're just trying to get a fair contract. And if we can get that, then, uh, then the guys will stay working. And that's all we really want to do is stay working and work under a fair agreement. So I got all these messages pop up. I wasn't really prepared to do this today. I just got called 20 minutes ago to get on here. Okay. So 14 wide, 14 tall base. That's next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna bring it through. Right. That'll work. Perfect. We'll get that on. All right, I'll call him and work up the rate, but I think we've already done this price, so I think it's the same as the other ones. But let me I'll call him real big and find out. Okay. All right, cool. All right. All right. Okay. All right. You're in the show. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what else was really to say. So it's funny that the, uh, the Star Telegram's calling me right now. They probably need another interview, too. So. Do they, if you want, I, I, I appreciate you coming on. If you want to jump off, I realize you're busy. And I, I, yeah. leave, um, I, I needed everybody to hear this. Like I said, I reached out and, and she did this article, which I think is a fantastic article that people need to read. Um, but this is basically, I, this is an important thing because we're going to feel this in months later. Like if something happens, we won't, the way the rail works, it shuts down today. You don't feel it. You will feel that shutdown from today, three months later. 
you will feel it when when it when you start to go into your winter months and your your heating bill is outrageous and you can go back and say well that's because a strike happened for two weeks or whatever back here in this month it is a well you guys can kind of sh- you should be able to seeing a little what's going on right now so the the power plants i'm not going to speak for all the power plants but the power plants in texas most of them from what i understand can burn coal or natural gas they were really getting away from coal for the longest time because clean energy and blah 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 and so all the clean energy stuff was happening well now natural gas prices are so high that they they're like oh boy let's burn coal again even right. though they're charging even though they're charging you the the surcharges on your electric bill right now for for natural, natural gas. gas prices they're burning coal so we're running more and more and more coal trains right well when the coal trains all which like i said we hope not i want to be very clear none of us want to strike none of us want this to happen we all know that this is bad, but they weren't, they're not even willing to talk to us right now. Right. And this is not one railroad. This is all the roads. So if we stop, all of them are stopping. Correct. And it's going to, and, and it's not going to be like, oh, just one railroad ain't going to run. No, everybody. So that means the coal trains can stop. That means the ethanol to mix with fuel can stop. That means the, and so you think gas prices are already bad? Wait till no, no ethanol moves. Water treatment plants, places, we carry all this stuff. I mean, we carry everything. We carry the, everything. They're already getting rid of, People are already killing off livestock or taking the taking the their beef and stuff to market because they're running out of feed. Um, you watch the STB hearings that you say that that death for the diesel and everything else is all that's all not moving. They're dropping those down to twenty three percent. They have a full blown embargo on California right now, where you need special trains and special passes, and then they with the hotshot trains are the only thing getting in and out of California. Why is that? So, Why is it only hotshots? They don't have the crews they don't have the room they don't have i mean i it, it's really complex like i i didn't even understand i was just like oh they don't have crews but it's even more than the crews it's it's that uh it's like a lot of these warehouses are full like a lot of the warehouses right. that for the big box stores are full and so they're not even take they're not even wanting to necessarily take in all their their containers and then so those containers sit places and that stock that beats up the port and then more stuff sits on rail cars the rail cars are then you know full and they're not able to move more stuff and it just compounds and compounds and compounds and it's it's not just crews it's, it's a lot more to it and i learned a lot more about this lately like i didn't understand i always just look out for the crews because that's what i do that's my job is to look out for right. my guys and and my girls and then and so they uh that was my job but i'm learning there's a lot more to this and it is very 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 complex so they don't want to do the the quote you know stuff you know where they say 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag you know what i mean like they don't they don't they don't want to do that so that's what they're trying to be careful about california right now they can only shove so much in there right and have it not be able to get out because once the traffic hits so much you have just everything blocked up they can't get anything in and out so it's a very very complex thing and uh that's what bothers me the most the people that run my particular railroad the the ceos the the executives of that railroad these are not these are not stupid people no, they're not. They they're are not. very, they are very, they are next level smart. Right. And that's I, why I, I, there's reasoning. I, there's something going on. Right. Cause I, I said the same thing. I'm like, we're not dealing with idiots. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Not, it, this so, railroad is a complex logistic is complex. You're not, you're normally not dealing when you're dealing with true logistics, people, you're not dealing with idiots. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, people that, that's, that's kind of the problem too, that that's what makes me feel like this is on purpose. I feel there's a bigger play here. And, and this gets where I start to get super conspiracy theory. And I, and I hate doing that because I never was like this before. But I really think there's a play right now. 
and they mentioned it. There was a guy from CSX that came in at the last day, the first day, end of the day, the CEO was not on the on the panel for CSX. He came in and says, give me one man cruise and we'll we'll have all these trains moving in no time. Mm-hmm. I really think there's a play that they can get there where they're going to say, well, we can't hire anybody right now. We can't get anybody to want to work here. We can't do this. We can't do this. So if you give us one man cruise, your trains will all move. And I really, really believe now that that's what's coming. I really think that this is their angle because they're not stupid. They're just, they're not stupid people. Yeah, but you know, even, like if, even if they're one man crew, you got to take conductors and you got to train them to be engineers. That takes time. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, they have an idea. But it, it's still taking a conductor who's not like you're a conductor and an engineer because you were a conductor first. Okay. Mm-hmm. A conductor is a conductor. So now we have to train them to be the engineer to drive the train. So even that takes time. So I just don't see, I don't know, I, again, maybe they see something I don't see, but I, I just don't see how you can get caught up with one-man crews taking conductors who are not trained engineers and quickly turning them into engineers and running a solo train with a, with a guy who was, who was a conductor. Like, you could probably go out and do it yourself because you've got this many years as an engineer. You don't want to. But you're going to take a new guy who was just a conductor and then stick him as a solo engineer with right. no, with really no uh, solo time by your, that's, that, that's rough. Everything's dangerous. You got to remember that we move highly hazardous materials through many, many, many communities. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into the running these trains, especially the bigger, longer trains, because there's what they call in-train forces. I talked a little bit about this at the STB hearing. The in-train forces can be like, I can, you can get rear-ended. When your train is 10,000 feet long, you right. can get rear-ended by your own train if you do things the wrong way. That doesn't make sense. It's like, well, how does that happen? Well, you got to remember that there's a, there's a knuckles, right? The, 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 the coupling devices between cars. Each one of those has about a four inch, five inch gap in them. So that's just regular slack action, right? So if your train's pulling on it, you're stretched out, you're stretched, 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 and it's all stretched out, and you're pulling from the head in. And then, you know, if you are braking from the head end, which is like a dynamic brake, they're like a, I think they call them Jake brakes on diesel trucks. Right, Jake brakes. So, yeah. so same as the engine brake. So, so then your train bunches up because it's slowing the whole train down. So right. if you go in and out or certain hills or certain like that, you can get rear-ended by your own train. And it's not a little, it's not a little thing. I've done it a few times and it's just like, <laughs> you're spilling your coffee and you're spilling all your food. And I mean, it feels like you're going to go through the windshield of that thing because you're just getting rear-ended by the whole you know the whole ass into your train so it's a uh, that's all experience that you get by running and stuff and and the thing is is that it's even me like with with uh 20 you know going on 20 years as an engineer and five years as a conductor i cannot imagine being up there alone and that's the biggest red flag i wish everybody would take is i'm telling you right now it is not safe to be up there alone it is not safe for me as a crew member it's not safe for the general public. I don't care what railroad says what, and they're all saying, "Oh, we can do this, we can do this." It's a, it is not safe. There's nothing good about. We see things that you guys could not even imagine out there, regular. What do we have? We we when we go by a car that looks like it shouldn't be there, that's another set of eyes. That this could be a terrorist out there right. doing whatever to these trains. For us, all all we know, we watch everything that happens. We report everything that goes on. We're very vigilant. Thanks, even. That's just one person up there to try to figure all this out, run the train, watch for this stuff. You know, I mean, we, we're looking at, 
I had it where a guy was like, uh, he's just looking a little farther down the rail and everything. And he's like, is that, is that a truck on the rail? Right. You know, and we were right. a light train. I mean, I, I, and, and that's just stuff like that all the time. That's just another that's set of eyes. Correct. And, and then being in the trucking industry where I do overdimensional freight, we have what's called a double drop and it runs with about six inches of ground clearance. And let's mm-hmm. just say railroads are built normally are built on, um, they're built up. So we become big teeter totters. If you, if you don't hit them right, you're going to become a huge teeter totter. Um, and that happened this- last night, it's funny you said that that happened last night behind me. They called me to tell me to stop my train, but they realized that the, the truck you're we were talking fast. about was behind me. Yeah, it was behind right. me. And this is stuff that, like I said, you're driving down the road and, and, you know, this is the stuff that needs to be relayed to you. And it's like, okay. And it, we have co-pilots on planes. And, and like I said, what happens if some if next thing you know, heaven forbid, you know, and I know truck drivers, it can happen to them also, but what happens, heaven forbid, if something happens where you have a heart attack or something, you know, and you're by yourself on this train, you're on a long stretch of stuff that, you, you know, now so, who's, who, we're, we're in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. So, and there's no one, they don't. But the problem is, is the, the industry doesn't care anymore. They just don't care. Right. They, and, and they don't care about the general public. So why do they gonna care about their 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 people? They, they don't care. And it's a situation that I understand the urgency. I understand the, the situation that we need more people. We need that and they need to do something. I'm not completely saying that there isn't an issue. But what I am saying is that we don't it, just because you don't have the people, you're now gonna take conductors who were never engineers and make them engineers and put them solo. I don't think I would do that if it was my if it was my personal company. I don't think I would do that, right? Well, it's pretty it's pretty important to know. It's not like they're drowned and they're dying either. It's the worst thing in the world to say that we we're making record setting year over year right. profits every year in, in the billions of dollars, and then saying we can't afford to pay the conductors. Right. It doesn't work like that no more. I mean, it's just greed. It's just more money. It's the it's it's all it is is money, and they don't care. How they get it, they don't care what they do. They they have cut safety. They have cut. I can't really tell you the amount of stuff we used to do for safety, and now and now we're just it's bare bones. It's a bare bones deal now. And I, I mean, they're there to make money. That's what that's why they're there. And I get it. But there's a line there, and and they they've crossed the line, and they're continuing to cross the line. And that and if if this conductor if this conductor and the general public, most people don't even understand this. And that's the most frustrating part because right. I mean I've talked to you for probably a half hour now and I, I mean you guys are barely brushing on it and i could i could talk all day long and it's right super and, and, confusing and and people just go oh these whiny these whiny rail railroad guys they just want more money well they do but that's just making right. it more attractive for people that want to come work here again because it ain't worth it now and and that's where we're at and 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 like i said and and again uh if you want people to do a job you got to pay them if you guys want your freight, you got and you want your goods and you want your Amazon stuff and you want your your energy and you want this, you got to pay somebody to bring it to you. I am in shipping and I hate paying for shipping. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie if I can get free shipping, but I do realize, and even me being in, like I said, I've been in the industry long twenty years, and this is a portion of the industry that I know. I know what I need to know to get my stuff shipped on the rail. Right, <laughs> that's what I know. But the yeah actual architecture of that the actual process of that is extremely complex and when i'm just telling everybody if it, not that i'm not saying you guys are going to strike but if they, if people just say you know what since we can't strike i quit i'm leaving i'm out of here i don't care i'll go work at you know menards uh, you know st- stock and shelves or a forklift before i do this anymore to try to get this up and running again and to try to catch up on supply chain is very very hard you are not going to catch up 
if you if the rail service gets to a point which they're already at now, that trains stop because there's nobody to drive them. Yeah, it this is, is the closest we've been. I think I want to say 1991 or 92. I I don't remember. I was still so new then that I was still not understanding the union stuff. And that's honestly even our own railroad guys that work there. I, I mean, I'm getting thousands of text, literally thousands of text messages and messages a day right now because everything's kind of gotten spread over the whole country. And they all saw me at STV and they all, so they're asking like, what's going on? Like, where are we at? And I that same story I told you about yeah. the PEB and everything. I can't tell you the amount of times I've said this over and over and over again, trying to explain because we don't know. It's a very confusing, long process. They're just, you know, then you have the guys who are just so pissed off. They just want to strike anyway. We right. ourselves as union officials have to calm everybody down. The reason why we calm because if we were to go on strike, yes, and I have to be very clear how I say this. I don't. We don't want to go on strike. We're not calling some kind of a wildcat strike. Believe me, I cannot say this the wrong way. So I'm saying we don't. We're not saying to do this at all. But if a if a what would happen to the unions if we called out? If I told everybody, hey, don't show up to work tomorrow. We're on strike because we're just mad, right? Right. Well, they can actually take me to jail. Correct. Right. right. Wild, wildcat strike. But what would realistically right. happen is the, the railroads would sue the unions to the point where they would be non-existent anymore. Right. And that's that's the real concern. So when your guys are like, we're mad, we're going to do it anyway. We're like, no. Stop. Right. Because that's they're what I'm say, to people in trucking. That happened, yeah, it happened 22 years ago at United Airlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't know this, but the airlines are under the Railway Labor Act. Correct. So a lot of people don't realize them. So there's a lot of the same kind of stuff ties together. I have a really good friend that works for American Airlines, and, and I get to talk to their union officials a lot. And the airlines are going through the same stuff, man. It's like right. it's really a bad deal. I tell people it is not. You cannot shut down inner. You cannot shut down commerce. You cannot shut down infrastructure things like like trucking and trains. You can't do it. The, no one wants to strike. I don't want anyone to strike. Okay, I'm I'm specifically saying that I'm I'm being honest with you. I really don't want you to. Um, So no one is saying that at all. But if things were to slow down or people were to quit, because even if they don't strike, people are just like, I don't want to work here anymore. I don't want to do this. That's that's the real thing. That's what I keep on trying to say when I spoke to our when I spoke to our president, because he's going to go get a meet with the potential um, presidential emergency board, the PEB. When I talked to my president, I said, that's the, that's the thing they need to know. If they don't make this career attractive again, it ain't going to matter. It's, exactly. I mean, people aren't going to work here anymore. And and then and then everything is going to stop. And everything is already stopping. I can look right now. Our boards are exhausted daily. We don't have anybody to go to work. And we, they, they come home. They're home for 10 hours. They get called for a two-hour call. They are back to work. They are not seeing their kids. They're not seeing their family. Divorce rate numbers are up. Everything's that we – I mean, I'm telling you, I deal with the – situations that you couldn't even imagine right and, uh, that's where we're at right now and, and it's getting worse by the day and i've warned them i've talked to every executive that you could think of at my particular railroad they don't even talk to me anymore they used to be talking to me all the time they don't even take my calls anymore ever listen, since stv they're done talking to me listen you problem child stop lose my number <laughs> exactly no so, I, thank you for coming on like i said i really appreciate it i mean you've got my this is my text line i, I dropped it in there um and 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 like i said share this one out like i said i i'm not sure if i'm going to keep this one just up on youtube i will definitely put it out on my podcast i will definitely put it out on vimeo um i did send it to twitch just in case um but like i said this is one that you if if you haven't seen this one share my vimeo 
Um, go to sagenewslive.com. You can see every place that I'll have this posted. It will be on iTunes. It will be on Spotify as a podcast. Um, I'm going to throw it out there everywhere I can. Share out the article from Rachel. Uh, that was, what, like I said, we did this. She, she, I put it out there for her. She threw it out there on Freight Waves, um, and she did her an article on it. So, I thank well, you. I, got, I, 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 there's a, I don't know if you can find me on there later, or anybody wants to find. Um, there is a, my Facebook account. I made it public on the page, but there is a. My name is Chris Bond. Um, you can find me there out of Fort Worth, Texas. There's a picture of me in a, a black black shirt and a cowboy hat, and then and there you can see the the article that I wrote. Like I said, it's been shared a bajillion times. It gives a little explanation of what's going on. And as things change over the next few weeks, I'll be on there. If you find me on there, then you'll be able to message me. And if you need me to come on and talk about anything again, or okay. if stuff gets more serious, then well, I've yeah, got, give me a holler. I've got, I've got a, uh, emergency access to, I guess, your handler, because he immediately said, get on here. Uh, so I don't know if you're that yeah. handler. Uh, he's, he's on my Facebook. He can, he can, uh, <laughs> he can give you my contact stuff, and I, I sent him my phone number. But when you, when you need everything, if you give me a little bit of time and I'm not on a train, then, then just give me a call, and, and, and we'll – I'll do it or I, I, I appreciate getting the information out. That's what I really appreciate. I appreciate you coming on. I've been waiting for, like I said, I, I was a fight to get some people on. Like I said, she, so I, I talked to her and I've been going back with, um, uh, and she finally put the article out and she said, boom, put it out there. I'm like, perfect. And I threw it out there and I, you know, I read it in my sage English, which is not normal English because I, when I read out loud, it's, I don't know. I get, I get nervous when I read out loud. I'm a better talker than a reader. So, but it's on freight waves. It's been dropped in here. Check that out. That's an important article because it's being broken down for you guys. This yeah. is, this is a problem. And even and my, and the biggest thing I'm going to say right now, a strike is not the problem. People just saying, Oh, we can't strike. I quit. I'm done. I'll find a job at, you know, someplace else, driving a forklift, driving a local truck, driving something different. I will go do that because I'm just, I'm tired of this. So that's yeah. what I'm afraid of, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all of it. It's crazy to me that the mainstream news isn't touching this. And it's just another thing. I'm just like, it's something's going on here. There's a bigger picture. I just wish I knew. It. I mean, you know that the Europe, that Europe, the railroads are striking Europe right now, right? Yeah, I posted that on my community page that Euro, uh, Europe went on strike and they're, um, I believe they're going to have truck drivers are going to be striking also soon. I'm going to dig yeah. up that article because, um, What's going on in shipping talked about that um, as I was going to I was doing this recorded. And I was going to put it out there and then what I his art popped up and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go live. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to do it. They, and there's something going on with the truckers out of California, too, that they're going to uh, 85. Say. The 85 yeah. situation is basically made all of them uh, in the. Oh, bam. It's out there. See, I got a good truth. Uh, your Facebook page is out there. Um, they found it. So if you guys can link, click on that, snag him, snag that. Um, and put, you know, definitely. And if you would share this out on your Facebook page too, that way people can see that oh, you know, conversation. Yeah, I'll find it. Um, well, it's good. I'll, it was good talking to you, brother. Yeah, absolutely. So. Thanks for jumping in. I'm going to go ahead and boot you out of here so that take care. See ya. Outstanding. Thank you so much um, for hooking that, hooking me up like a tow truck and bringing him on. Um, and yeah, and you know who you, you know who I'm talking to. My top secret operative. But that that's that's just it, right? That's the conversation that you know we need. People needed to hear that this is the stuff coming from the people that look. It doesn't matter what's going on, right? They are short crude. Take the money out. Take the contract out. Take this out. They are short crude. They don't have enough crew to to, to do this stuff, and they and people are leaving in droves because they don't want to deal with this anymore. And what's happening is. This is a supply chain 
disaster. I mean, apocalyptic problem in my eyes in regards to shipping energy, shipping goods, shipping coal, getting people electricity, getting people this stuff. And then you have port problems. You guys are watching some of the protests. How long before it, you know, it, we start to feel that? Well, we're already feeling it in our pocketbooks. But how long before you start to say, okay, it's time for me to pay for that heating bill? What? What is this? Who am I paying for? Me and my neighbor? I mean, am I heating the whole building? And rather than just that. So I, I just, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I just wanted to talk about it. So the fact that I was able to snag him and bring him, bring that on was fantastic. Um, so I want to thank you guys for being here in the mods for, for throwing down, uh, you know, snagging his information again. I want to thank, uh, Rachel for putting this article out and covering this and mentioning Sage news at the bottom. I appreciate that. Uh, but this is one that if you've got Facebook, if you've got telegram, if you've got Twitter, share her article out. This was one that, like I said, it, 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 she's a part of the crew that I said, Hey, can you dig into this? And she did. Um, I'm so that right there that, you know, and she did a good job with a pretty good article. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's got a lot of information in it and it, it, she did a good job with it and I didn't even read the whole thing. Um, but of course at the bottom, she mentioned says news live, which is awesome. Uh, but like I said, thanks so much for covering that. And, um, I'm going to check out here, guys. I'm going to have to download this. Make sure I throw it on my Vimeo. Um, SageNewsLive.com. Uh, like I said, just in case, next thing you know, um, the, YouTube doesn't, the YouTube gods don't like the fact that this video is up. Who knows? Um, I'm going to throw it over on Vimeo so they can't take that one down. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for being here. I'm going to go ahead and duck, duck out of here. So I'm going to play my outro music. And let's, uh, I'll see you guys later. As always, stay safe. Sage out. Thinking back, drop the classic to establish that the magic, it's automatic. Got a mask, who was that? Living legend, lead the weapon. Mastermind, never tired. Tell them all. Big dreams, I got big dreams since like baby. I've been joining forces with the likes of an 18. Jumping off of buildings used to be so stimulating. Now I'm reaching new heights. I'ma need the off-white. Play with the fire, you get burned. All of my struggles became lessons well learned. I got desires that keep me grounded, that's for sure. Cause one day we gon' make it out this earth. Where's your worth? I'm sick of your talking, you got the wrong one. I'm taking your king and I leave him broken. If I am in second, it's after no one. Just give me a second to let them know. I'm the headline, the deadline. I'm ahead time, the rare kind. I'm a living legend, lethal weapon, master the king is back like prodigal I, I gave him time, it's been too long We're silent calm, but now the storm I'm not the one you can't ignore I never politic, if I want it, I'ma get mine Never fake the fall, can't perform for your empire Snatch him out the throne, make them all fall in line I let the clock tick, count down, cause I'm I'm sick of your talking, you got the wrong one I'm taking your king and I leave him broken If I am in second, it's after no one Just give me a second to let him know I'm the headline, the deadline I'm ahead time, the rare kind I'm a living legend, lethal